superchargers, headlights, and more. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. With over 122 million parts and eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Plus, with prices that don't break the bank, you can stay on your A-game. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome in, everybody, to Fantasy Pros. This is the Fantasy Football Podcast. It is me, Joey P. Joe P. Zapia. And right around the corner, free agency for the NFL is looming. So today we decided to take a little look ahead, make some predictions, make some estimations, make some opinions known about where some of the hot free agents in fantasy might end up and what it means for not just your dynasty teams, but your redraft teams as well to help me figure out where these big-time talents might land. Andrew Erickson, just a huge talent, monumental. He's landed here at Fantasy Pros. And, of course, Pat Fitzmorris, my patty cakes. He's uh, signed a long-term contract in perpetuity, so he's not going anywhere for a very long time. Me, it's just one-year deals for me uh, every single year because I'm a liability to myself and others, so they know good enough to make sure that they... uh they back themselves up there uh, when it comes to me. But, of course, we love to hear from you. Make sure you drop your comments below. We love to hear your predictions in the YouTube channel of where some of these players might end up. And make sure you're staying with us all off-season long because we've got a ton of content. So subscribe to the Fantasy Bros YouTube channel. Ring that bell to let goes ding. Check out the Dynasty podcast. Check out all of our draft content. We're going to be live again for the NFL draft this year like we have been the last few years. So join us for all of the off-season NFL because really... There's no such thing. So let's jump into it, boys. Let's start with the man under center. It's the guys like Kirk Cousins, Baker Mayfield, just to name a two. Of the, I would say those are probably the two quarterbacks that we're going to focus on the most here in free agency. Now, Fitz, we'll start with you on this one. Kirk Cousins, there's rumors already the Vikings are thinking about bringing him back again. They are in a position, though, where they have an early draft pick where perhaps they could even move up or draft a J.J. McCarthy or someone else of that ilk if they should fall to them. So in your opinion... Is Kirk Cousins going to stay in Minnesota or is he going to move on and the Vikings start to turn the page away from Kirk? Oh, man, Joe, as a Green Bay Packers fan, it is not often that I feel sympathy for the Minnesota Vikings, but they are kind of uh, in a rock and a hard place situation here. Um, it's going to be expensive for them to re-sign Kirk Cousins, and it's pretty risky considering that he tore his Achilles midway through the season. Can't even be completely sure about his week one availability for 2024. But what else are they going to do, Joe? I mean, like mm. they would have to pay an exorbitant price to move up and draft one of the top three quarterbacks. I mean, they would have to just current draft picks, future draft picks, maybe players, um, it would be severely expensive. If you don't draft one of the top three, you're down to the guys who are sort of maybe prospects like J.J. McCarthy, Bo Nix, Michael Penix. Um, and Cousins is 35. It'll be his age 36 season, coming off a major injury, and the Vikings have gotten no closer to the promised land with Cousins as their quarterback. I mean, he's proven to be a really good quarterback i mean there were some questions about what kind of clutch player he was and how he performed in primetime games like i don't know uh, like that stuff can be a little overwrought i mean i like to tweak my vikings fan friends about it but they're probably going to have their hand forced and and try to sign some sort of reasonable short-term deal with him 
don't mm-hmm. think you want to lock yourself into three or more years with Kirk Cousins at his age. But if you can get by with one or two and, and pay him a, you know, like it's going to take well, they kind of learned a hard great deal of money or what it looks like without Kirk Cousins. And it didn't look great. Uh, I can tell you that, Erickson. I think that's the big takeaway for the Vikings, which is you can start to turn the page and rebuild. But I think you are in a division that's still very much winnable if you can get healthy. They miss Jefferson for a significant time, Kirk Cousins for a significant time, Hawkinson, obviously the injury at the end of the year. So it was a ton of injuries last year for the Vikings. Uh, I'm sure a team like Atlanta would be an incredible landing space for a guy like Cousins with all that talent around him, new head coach, uh, new thought process, perhaps. But it does kind of feel like back to Minnesota might be the best thing, not just for Cousins, but certainly for the Vikings as well. I agree. I I mean, I think that... Atlanta makes sense because it's like, oh, what team needs a quarterback the most? Like, that's kind of where you point at Atlanta. But I think Atlanta has an opportunity to be really strategic with how they approach, how they address the quarterback position. Like, they could go the retread route where they're going after a guy like a Kirk Cousins who's older. Like, he's not the future. Like, you can't see a future really with Kirk Cousins again at 36 years old. So I think he's going to ultimately go back to Minnesota. He's coming off the Achilles injury. And I mean, I have to imagine it must be tough to then, okay, well, now I'm on a new team. So I have this whole new medical staff now that I have to work with while I'm rehabbing this injury. We saw the documentary with quarterbacks about Kirk Cousins. He's Mr. I love routine. I love everything being the same. I'm Mr. Coles. Why would I go to a brand new team at 36 coming off a major injury when I can get, you know, I'm comfortable with the Vikings. Like I know this team. I know the coach. I know the offense. And I was really good in this offense. I was finally starting to hit my stride and I can get back healthy and be productive for this team. I don't think that them re-signing Kirk Cousins potentially to a short-term deal. Again, it's hard to lock in a guy that's older to a long-term contract. I don't think that Cousins really has that in his demands where he can be like, oh, I need a long-term contract. Well, you're 36 and you're coming off an Achilles injury. So like, (laughs) sorry, we're not going to give you one. So I don't think that... You have to they can't sign Kirk Cousins and still draft a quarterback like they need to look at the future, too. And again, I know the Josh Dobbs experiment didn't work out, but Josh Dobbs is also a free agent. They could bring him back for cheap. So he's another guy that they could have as a backup. Again, we saw the highs of Josh Dobbs, obviously the lows, too. But again, a full offseason where he's not just thrown into the fire. Maybe you could get more from Josh Dobbs if Kirk Cousins is slow coming back from his kills injury. You're not ready for week one. Well, they could always structure his bonus and Cole's cash, too. I think that would be a big way to bring Kirk Cousins back. Uh, let's talk about Baker Mayfield, who, with Dave Canales, really kind of found himself and found his footing in the NFL. Erickson, I'll start with you on this one with Baker Mayfield. Um, Baker was an above-average NFL quarterback this year, no matter how you slice it. You look at the numbers, he finally settled into a groove after years of questioning whether or not he was ever going to live up to potential. He might never live up to the number one overall pick potential, but do you trust Baker Mayfield without the OC that seems to have had locked the better qualities in Baker Mayfield and do you think he just returns back to a situation where he feels comfortable in Tampa or perhaps somebody else comes knocking and pays him more money again some of those quarterback needy teams you've got Denver Vegas uh, potentially Minnesota I don't think he's a Patriot material guy or a Pittsburgh guy but Washington also a spot what do you think here Erickson in terms of QB spots and Baker Mayfield so for me, the rhetoric with Mayfield kind of coming out of the Super Bowl was that he was going to be back in Tampa Bay. Like, that's right. what he wants, I think. I think they're going to try to get bring, bring back Mike Evans to bring back the gang. And we saw them do this with Tom Brady, and then it just did not work out. So I, I think, yeah, we're going to see this Buccaneers team regress because I think that they really performed above expectation. And the thing with Baker Mayfield, the thing that marks his NFL career up to this point, in my opinion, is just inconsistency. Like, we've seen him be good. 
and it's when he's at his lowest point is when he plays his best because the expectations are not there. Okay, well, now you have expectations. Now we paid you. And what do you think is going to happen? He's probably going to underperform. Like, that's just kind of how he plays and how he deals and how he's been an NFL quarterback. Like, you know, we know he can make all the throws, but the fact that he's losing Canales, who we just saw when Canales left Seattle, we saw Geno Smith regress. And mm-hmm. we're probably going to see the exact same thing happen again because Mike Evans probably isn't going to catch like 15 touchdowns again. Or Mike Just Evans like, is going to be there either. He's a potential so, free agent also. Uh, yeah. And I think the other thing to point out too, because one of the biggest reasons why we as a community were kind of afraid of Baker Mayfield, obviously his struggles in Carolina was the offensive line. Carolina was really, really bad. Last year, the Buccaneers offensive line played out of this world based on their expectations. They had the lowest salary cap hit of any offensive line last year. They were the cheapest offensive line. Like the Buccaneers were like, wait, this is our offensive line. We're just going to put it out there and just see what happens. And they were eighth in PFF pass blocking grade. Now, their run blocking was horrible. But again, that doesn't necessarily influence the quarterback nearly as much. So for me, yeah, I think he's going to take a step back. And from like a fantasy perspective, you know, he was QB 19 in points per game because he threw the ball over 500 times. Like, mm-hmm. is the defense going to be as bad? Probably not. I just because they still have some good secondary pieces. They were dealing with some injuries. Todd Bowles, obviously a defensive guy. I don't think their defense is going to be as bad. I just don't think they're going to be chucking the ball nearly as much. So for me, yeah, Baker Mayfield is probably going to take a step back. And the Buccaneers are probably going to be looking at themselves next year and be like, well, now what do we do at quarterback? So it'll be interesting. But yeah, I think ultimately he ends up going back to, to Tampa Bay. Baker Mayfield last year was quarterback nine, though, in terms of fantasy points he, overall, he not points per game. Yes, yes, he played all his games, <laughs> so. which uh, I'm not going to hold against him. I think that's a that's a benefit. Uh, but Pat, the big takeaway for me with Bay- Baker Mayfield was the touchdown to interception ratio, which was very good. Twenty eight to ten. Uh, that's a ratio that's going to give you success in the NFL, no matter where you are. Do you think Baker stays put like Cousins potentially? Or do you think maybe somebody else might overpay chasing as Erickson put it, uh, uh, the breakout year, basically, and we could have another Geno Smith 2.0 in our hands. I do think he's going to stay put, assuming he's content with, um, because he had talked about this, wanting to meet and get familiar with the new offensive coordinator, uh, Liam Cohen. So, and, and Liam Cohen is kind of the mystery box hire, this guy coming from Kentucky. I like it. It beats uh, going the retread route and hiring Nathaniel Hackett to be your offensive <sighs> coordinator. So it's an interesting hire, but Canales had gotten this reputation as a quarterback whisperer, well-earned. And so you do wonder if there's might maybe going to be some slippage here um, with someone new in Baker Mayfield's ear. Um, but like it's this will be a tricky negotiation, Joe, because mm-hmm. clearly the Buccaneers are going to view Baker Mayfield as a bridge quarterback. Like he's not going to be their quarterback sure. in, in 2026. So um, but Baker, of course, after a good season is going to want to get paid. So I, I do think these teams uh, or these two parties are destined to reunite, but we'll see what the number comes in at. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm and sure we'll see the where Buccaneers. Yeah, yeah. More, more on him in a second here. Real quick here, let's do a little lightning round of QB. Jacoby Brissett, Gardner Minshew, Joe Flacco. Minshew obviously played a lot last year because of the Anthony Richardson injury. Joe Flacco, comeback player of the year. And Jacoby Brissett, a guy that anytime he's been given the opportunity, has looked pretty capable. Uh, which one of those guys is appealing to you? Perhaps super flex, deeper formats where you think, I mean, look, Flacco to me deserves a spot somewhere. I mean, he could have started for a lot of teams the way he played down the stretch there for the Cleveland Browns. Any of those three interest you at all that you're monitoring closely and where you think they might land? 
Not it, Joe Flacco. Not Joe Flacco. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think it's kind of a tie between Jacoby Brissett and Gardner Minshew, two guys who aren't the answer but can be stop gaps for you and, okay. and reliable backups. I mean, Flacco just throws too many interceptions, and it, it killed <clears throat> the Browns in the playoffs. Like, it that's a, a part of his game. He can jumpstart an offense that needs something. I mean, uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, like, wasn't going to do – anything for the Browns so they needed that but the the turnovers are just too much I could see a Minshew in Vegas I don't know why he just feels like a Vegas guy to me Erickson what do you think I mean I don't I don't think Minshew is going to be a starter anywhere I mean what did he show this past year that's like oh we got to get this guy in the building like he well, just played Aiden all the games show you anything that he's a starter I mean you uh, know. Uh, yeah he looked pretty good against Chargers I mean, uh, like, uh, I mean Minshew had no ceiling games whatsoever coach. last year put me in and coach I want my system. shot against the Chargers defense. I, I think that Brissett's going to be on the Patriots I mean I don't I, I think he was drafted by the Patriots that brought in the OC from the Browns that was with Jacoby Brissett when he started there good for point. multiple seasons I think the connections are clearly like they brought Alex Van Pelt because it's going to be his offense. They're getting rid of everybody else. So Jacoby Brissett, I think, makes sense to come in for the Patriots. And then they could still draft a quarterback and Jacoby can start till the quarterback's ready, et cetera. So I think that's what the Patriots will do. And they're going to trade Mac. I think Mac Jones is going to get traded and he's going to go to the Falcons because that's Mm -hmm. what I would do if I was the Falcons. Because when you look at all these Alabama quarterbacks, when you put them in positions where they have weapons, they play well. We see it with all of them. In these Shanahan-esque Kyle or uh, Sean McVay schemes, this is where they succeed. Mac Jones was never going to succeed the last two years of the Patriots because based on the weapons he had and the situation he was put in with the offensive coordinators he was working under, Patricia, Bill O'Brien, like these retreads, like it was never going to work. But when he was with someone that was actually a good offensive coordinator and Josh McDaniels as a rookie, don't forget Mac Jones was, had a great rookie year, he can produce when he actually had weapons. So when you look at the Falcons, they shouldn't be going after Justin Fields in my opinion. They should go after Mac Jones. He'll be way cheaper to get. And all you need is an accurate quarterback to get the ball to B. John Robinson, Drake London, and Kyle Pitts. And Mac Jones can do that. So if I'm uh, Arthur Blank, I'm calling the Patriots to be like, hey, what can I get for Mac Jones? That's what I would do. <laughs> uh, this is my favorite time of year, too, because this is, uh, Fitz, if you recall, this is when Erickson uh, becomes the Charlie Day meme. <laughs> Uh, where he has got all the guys on the bulletin board and he's got all the little pegs in and he's got the, the uh, <laughs> it's like the CSI thing where he's got the little ropes, the little strings tied from OCs to players and things like that. It's my favorite thing. You really need to make that board and do it like a, a TikTok about it because I think that would be it's fantastic. <laughs> but you got to wear the shirt and the tie with like the, the short sleeve shirt, the whole thing. You got to go you full Charlie Day. Disheveled hair, hair as well. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's like the Pepe Silva. That's what you're looking for. All right, let's get to uh, the next grouping here in the running backs. Before we do, just a quick reminder, you get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. I must have NFL because that's all we've been doing around these parts. But there's basketball too. go check it out over on our betting pros channel. New customers who deposit five bucks or more can get a no sweat bet up to one thousand dollars back in bonus bets. You see that one thousand. That's crazy. So Matt Modi is our guy at betting pros right now. So if you go check out our betting pros channel, he does live shows talking betting in the NBA. We're doing an all star game special, too. So make sure you peep that this week. But download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Take that knowledge. Use that promo code fantasy pros and new customers can get a no sweat bet up to a thousand dollars back in your first bet. If it loses, I mean, come on, let's go. 
only at DraftKings Sportsbook with that promo code FANTASYPROS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash promos for deposit, wagering, and eligibility restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Let's crown some new places for the running backs. This list here of running backs, boys, it kind of feels like an old first round from a year or two ago. Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard, Derek Henry, Austin Eckler, and then DeAndre Swift, you could throw him in there as well. So these are some guys certainly that could um, land in some spots where they could be useful. Um, Fitzy, let's start with you here. Um, we could take these guys one at a time quickly if you want, or we could kind of cherry pick your favorites. But let's start with Saquon regardless, because Saquon is that guy that everyone's waiting to see if the Giants really going to pay him finally. It feels like another fork in the road here between those two parties. Where does Saquon end up? And what do you think it means for his fantasy value? I guess he is the marquee guy of this group because he's still somewhat young, 27. He, he has had some major injuries that would concern me. More concerning to me would be the fact that he has not really been explosive as a pass catcher since mm. 2019. Like It's been a long time since we've seen the Barkley we thought we were getting when he was coming out of Penn State as this versatile run catch guy who was really explosive in both phases. Um but we do have some really good offenses that have a need at running back, Joe, which is going to make this interesting. Baltimore, Dallas, Philadelphia, uh, Houston, all among the needy teams at running back. And we've got a rookie running back class that is yeah, sort of not really exciting, doesn't have any... Brees Hall, B. John Robinson, Jameer Gibbs, mega prospect guys who can't miss. Like there isn't a can't miss guy. Fitz, the word you're looking for is mid, mid running back it, class. It is pretty mid. That's right. <laughs> and uh, like if you talk to 10 different analysts, you might get six different opinions on which guy in this draft class should go first. But um, to me, like, I don't know how you guys feel about this. I think Josh Jacobs is the most attractive of these options. Like he just turned 26 a couple days ago. Uh, he he broke his ankle in college, but otherwise has had no like major injuries where a lot of these other guys have. Um, like he's really tough. He can run between the tackles. He's uh, good enough to be a pass catcher for you. I, I don't think you necessarily want him to be your third down guy, but like he can catch passes. To me, he's the most appealing option of this group. Yeah, uh, I would say this. Um, I think the Raiders feel like Zamir White's good enough to go forward and it's going to save them some cap space. Erickson, um, I'm looking at a potential spot like the Baltimore Ravens. And I would say Jacobs, you know, after all these guys that they've tried, like maybe we should just go out there and try to get one guy. Like, let's try to get one guy that we feel pretty good about and let's have him be the bell cow and let's, you know, have some consistency in this offense for once. If I'm the Ravens, that's the guy that I go after. What do you think about Barkley and Jacobs and where you might see them in 2024? I guess I disagree with the Ravens point because like all their running backs just get 
like hurt. Like I, I don't like what, what, well, what gives the, them confidence the that they're like oh, Jacobs' we durability in one has guy. but Jacobs' durability has been that thing that has stood out a little bit. Like he has been durable. He has avoided some he got major hurt last injuries. Year. That was the first one. But I mean, well, look, uh, it's a uh, point I, taken. I, the, the Ravens to me seem like the, they're the team that wants the one year rental that we're going to run. That the Ravens are the Derrick Henry team for me. Like, let's be honest. That's like, fine, too. They are. Yeah. They already talked about having a trade in place to get him last year. It, it fell through because the Titans owner was like, we're not trading Derrick Henry. So it didn't work out. But I mean, the Heisman backfield again. I mean, the, the Ravens did this with Mark Ingram. They would do the exact same thing with Derrick Henry. With Derrick Henry and Lamar Jackson in the same backfield. Oh, my God. Like, that's something that I would love to see. And Derrick Henry, I think, is a name I want to pick out here because I think he's turning 30. So I think everyone's kind of ready to be like, all right. Let's write him off. But I kind of looked at just some of his numbers last year. And it's like, yes, in some games, he just gets totally neutralized because the team is behind. He's not involved that much as a pass catcher. So those are the games he doesn't play well in. But when he's in a playing in a competitive game where he's getting carries, like he was still really good last year. You look at top 10 and PFF rushing grade yards after contact per attempt, broken tackles, breakaway runs like Derrick Henry's still up there with all those other running backs. So even though he's turning 30 years old, like, He's someone that if the market is really sour on, I want to kind of buy the dip on Derrick Henry, as weird as that sounds, because you're not going to be paying him or drafting him in the second round anymore. Like he's and not he has touchdown equity. We know so, that uh, for sure. Yeah. That's another thing. Pat, what do you think about that marriage? The Ravens and Derrick Henry? Is that something you would consider? Yeah, I think it makes sense, but it's risky. I mean, once you get to this age, especially for a high mileage back like Derrick Henry, this guy has handled some massive workloads. Um, like, and we've seen, I don't know, I guess Eddie George is the, the best example of this, sure. of a high mileage guy who, um, should, should we give Erickson a minute to go look up Eddie George? No. You know, that was a little before his <laughs> he time. Was Adrian Madden, Peterson. Right? He's a man. Well, Adrian Peterson was a, hot, was a guy that lasted a lot longer than I think some yeah. people. Like, there have been some of the anomalies derrick henry is built differently physically obviously than a lot of running backs that we've seen in the last you know, 10 to 15 years too you know he's much more in that earl campbell style now that one erickson's definitely gonna have to look up but like it much more in that physical style these bigger guys but i don't know if this point in the nfl too if that might actually be an odd advantage for him because the game has gotten so much bigger stronger faster he is a, a he is so much bigger than a lot of the defensive players you see nowadays. <laughs> you know what I that's mean? That's kind of that's kind of why I pulled Eddie George as the comp because he yeah, was this big one. physical guy. And uh, yeah, Eddie George did have a thousand yard season at age thirty, but then like he went to the Cowboys the next year, and like that was the end. He was just kind of a backup level guy. So um, it it's tricky. Like I don't know what Eric DaCosta is going to be willing to pay him if indeed the Ravens do go after him. Um, and it will be interesting to see if maybe that's the signing that sets the market for the running backs, because like the the team and the player who decide to go first, like that's that sets up the dominoes. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, maybe since there has been sort of a, a connection between Derrick Henry and the Ravens, maybe that's the first domino. Maybe uh, could maybe be uh, end of the Jerome Bettis career type of thing, too, where he just scores a tons of touchdowns and he's that guy, you know, uh, it, it all depends where he ends up there. Erickson, looking at the rest of this list, too, we kind of touched on Jacobs, Barkley and Henry Pollard, disappointing season. Eckler, obviously, it looks like new regime there, although we've heard some nice things from Harbaugh. You can't take any of the coach speak for certain. And Swift, these were guys, you know, of all different points have contributed. Eckler, obviously, the one, you know, the biggest fantasy name. Uh, Where do you see any of these guys potentially ending up in 2024? And do you think you'll invest in them depending upon those landing spots you envision? 
So Eckler is the one I'm probably most concerned about um, just because his body type is not really conducive to a longer term career. I, I think that he may end up being more of like a complimentary back where he actually goes somewhere and it becomes like more of a headache and a mess. Like someone had thrown out like the commanders with Eckler that he's in a two-way committee with Brian Robinson. You're like, okay, I guess that makes sense. Like from an offensive standpoint, from like a fantasy, that's like a nightmare. Like even with a, like a rookie quarterback, Eckler, like that just screams like, like, like a headache. And, and that's what I'm afraid of with Eckler. So again, this past year, he obviously bet on himself and it just, he was hurt. The production was horrible. And again, under a new staff, it just doesn't, doesn't make a lot of sense for me to see that he's going to come back. So if he's on a brand new team, I, I, I we saw last year, Dalvin Cook fall off the face of the earth. Like it's not some of these running backs. Again, some people might think it might be Derrick Henry. I think it's more likely that would be Austin Eckler, that he's the guy that we're talking about where it's like, where is this guy even, where do we draft this guy anymore? So I'm concerned about him just based on the way he finished here, kind of similar to how things ended with Dalvin Cook. Um, The other guy that I think is interesting is Pollard because Pollard it was Pollard was really bad because he just didn't score any touchdowns. Like that was like that was his biggest coming issue. off an he injury had, that I think all of us yeah, he, collectively he did leg. not take seriously yeah. enough. Maybe yeah, he he was coming off a broken leg, a broken femur. So he was rehabbing the entire offseason last year, and we all kind of just ignored it. He had seventy one red zone touches, seventy one red zone touches last year, and he had five red zone touchdowns, which is just crazy to think about. But for me. I think it's going to be this NFC East that really shakes up a lot of these running backs because they all have running backs last year that were on one-year deals. So we could see Tony Pollard. Why can't Tony Pollard reunite with Kellen Moore in Philadelphia? Why, why can't they sign him? And they, they think, oh, we, we're going to bring in Pollard upgrade over Swift. You know, if, if the Giants lose Barkley, they could sign DeAndre Swift and Barkley could end up in Dallas. Like there's a potential that all these three guys could just change teams within the yeah. NFC East as, hey, we didn't like what we got from our running back. Let's try your running back instead, <laughs> because I think that's we're going to see a lot of running back change because it's funny. A lot of these running backs were on this list last year <laughs> yeah. on one year deals. So, again, we're going to get a lot of one year deals with teams being like, hey, what do you think is going to happen here? I think the one team that intrigues me the most for the most fantasy upside, and I think that Fitz mentioned them, but I just want to like hit it again. Houston Texans. We saw what McCaffrey did when he got put into that 49ers offense. And what Mm -hmm. is this Texans offense trying to be? The 49ers offense of the South. So whether that's a Saquon Barkley player who compares himself to Christian McCaffrey with a similar skill set. Again, how can we further unlock Barkley's receiving? It would be in this 49ers offense like we saw with McCaffrey, with Kyle Shanahan. We know that Slovak is doing the same thing with the Houston Texans. We know that Devin Singletary is a free agent. We know that Damian Pierce does not fit the scheme whatsoever. So the Texans have a rookie quarterback contract. They could afford to make a splash at running back. So it would not surprise me if they brought in a guy like a Saquon Barkley or a Josh Jacobs as the kind of marquee guys with three down skill sets for their offense. Fitz, how about this remaining group for you? Uh, Eckler, Swift, Pollard, uh, got any strong feelings about landing spots? Boy, I really don't, Joe, as far as like making predictions or whatever. I mean, I think the Giants are going to need someone, assuming they aren't able to bring Barkley back, uh, that the Titans, if they lose someone, Las Vegas, since they're losing Jacobs, the Chargers. Um, So those are some of the other teams in play in addition to the really good offenses, as we mentioned before, Baltimore, Dallas, uh, Houston, and Philadelphia. So... um, 
Boy, I'm I'm not sure if there's anything. It'll be interesting Harrison to see where. A great point, by the way, Fitzy, about the NFC East, right? I mean, that is kind of a musical yeah. chair of running back potentially, and and who knows? Like, does a Derrick Henry star power go to Dallas? Do they want to change, you know, completely and get back to a little bit more, you know, keep throwing the football, but you know, when you need a little bit more power from a running back, I mean, Henry might still be able to provide that. It will be fun to see what Dallas does because, mm-hmm. yeah, they're going to need someone, and that's a that's a really high-powered offense. So, um, And Pollard is an interesting guy. The efficiency from his part-time role did not travel over to full-time work, but you also have to wonder how much of that was due to the severe injury he had at the end of the previous season that where that hip drop tackle uh, broke bones in his leg. He had to have the, the tightrope surgery. So maybe he just wasn't fully right in 2023 i'd like to believe that because what we saw to tony pollard before 2023 was terrific mm-hmm. and i'd like to see that rekindled yeah certainly i think all of us who are frustrated by that and sometimes people were frustrated about ticket buying experiences you know that it's so frustrating all the fees all the nonsense you got to wait on the lines for hours and hours waiting online to get in that queue and if you've just had enough of that then it's time to change the way you buy tickets. And it's time to use the Game Time app. You shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets for your next time uh, you're going to a big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. And they've got killer last-minute deals all within your price range. And you can also get the best price guaranteed because Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. So no matter what it might be, again, they've got so many options. We're coming up. NBA season's hot right now. Baseball's around the corner. So Game Time is a great way to get the tickets for everything. You can also see on the Game Time app the view from your seats, which is huge. I'm going to WrestleMania in just a few weeks. I'm super excited. Night one, night two, and I wanted to see the view from my seats. I could see it right there on the Game Time app. So don't waste any more time. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use that promo code FANTASYPROS for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem that code, FANTASYPROS, F-A-N-T-A-S-Y-P-R-O-S, for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. That's Game Time, baby. Uh, A couple other running backs real quick. Zach Moss, Devin Singletary, Antonio Gibson, J.K. Dobbins. Fitz, any curiosity? I mean, I know Moss had some really good moments last year. Uh, Any curiosity on any of these guys? Maybe sneaky uh, dynasty stash guys? Well, let's face it. They're all going to be committee backs somewhere probably, but Mm -hmm. I'm... I don't know if I'll ever be able to quit Antonio Gibson. I mean, he's <laughs> he's big. He's fast. He was a wide receiver in college. Uh, he scored a lot of touchdowns in his first two years in the league. And um, it, it just didn't work out in Washington. And I'm not going to pretend it was only because Ron Rivera was always so fond of throwing him into fumble jail. Like as soon as he lost a fumble, like Tiki Barber never would have got started under Ron Rivera because he just could have would have kept oh, benching yeah. him for all the fumbles. Um, so I'm I'm curious to see if anyone can make something out of Antonio Gibson. Like I, I'm not under the illusion that he's going to turn into a superstar, but I feel hey, like Erickson, there's more could that in the be tank. Your Houston guy. Antonio mm. Gibson. I would love it. If it could be Antonio Gibson. I'm listening to Fitzy talk about it and I'll listen to you talk about the way they want to run. I'm saying, hmm, that sounds like an interesting marriage of pieces. Now, would that perk your interest there if he ended up there, Fitzy? Oh, yeah. 
I'd, I'd be, I'd probably be very much back aboard the uh, <laughs> Antonio the Gibson Express. Yeah, it's the same smile you have when you're like, yeah, I, you know, sure, I'm going to double down on this. He's going to <laughs> Vegas next week. You can see that same face on Fitzy when he's at the table and he thinks this thing's a good idea and he's ready to go all in there. All right, let's go to the wide receivers. Uh, some good names here. T. Higgins leading this pack. Uh, Mike Evans, Michael Pittman Jr., Calvin Ridley, Marquise Hollywood Brown. Let's start with T. Higgins because it seems like he is probably destined to go somewhere else. Bengals probably going to use that money elsewhere. But Higgins, Erickson, feels like a guy that could absolutely be a number one guy on another team. Uh, is this a guy that people should be buying low in Dynasty and now before that happens? Is uh, is Higgins really tied too much to where that landing spot might be? Um, in your opinion, like where do you at right now with the Higgins free agency in terms of prediction, in terms of value? Well, I don't, I don't think he's going to be back at the Bengals. I feel pretty confident about that just because there are so many other places that can pay him more money, that he can be the number one wide receiver and that he can also win championships. Like the Chiefs, could sign T Higgins like that's like that's mm-hmm. in the range of outcomes for him and other teams the Panthers uh, a team that needs wide receivers badly the Jaguars you can reunite with Trevor Lawrence your college quarterback and then the Tennessee Titans with Callahan taking over as the head coach they need wide receivers desperately too so there's just too many landing spots for him that could pay more money than the Bengals so it would really be Higgins like taking a hometown discount to be the number two on a team that maybe will win a championship so it's like nah if I was T Higgins, I'd be going out to get paid. So, I, yeah, I think it makes sense for him to be a, a buy low candidate because I think that he's going to be the number one wherever he and wherever he lands up. So that's going to increase his value. And he's also coming off just a really bad year overall, even though he was pretty efficient. Like when he was playing, just he, every game he played, seemed like he got hurt in. <laughs> so it was like, and then Joe Burrow got hurt. The Bengals yeah. offense kind of just spiraled out anyway. So like his season long numbers are really bad. But he still averaged over 15 yards per catch, had a lot of big plays, and he actually led the team in air yard share, 37%. So um, I think Higgins can still deliver. He can be a – maybe he's not a true alpha, um, but I think he can still be a strong receiver. And he's always been at least a wide receiver, too, in fantasy when he's been healthy. So, yeah, I think that he's probably a good buy low candidate. I don't know if you caught this, Fitzy, but I think Erickson's been spending way too much time with Welsh because he had a Welshism in there. He said lands up, which is a combination of where somebody lands and ends up together. So lands up. That is a classic Welshism moment right there. What about the Kansas City Chiefs here? I mean, they could certainly use a wide receiver. Do they have a cap space to do it? That's a question. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that's another one, too. If Mike Evans is gone and Baker Mayfield stays, you give T. Higgins uh, to Baker Mayfield. I mean, Fitzy, there's definitely some spots open here where you can make a case. Arizona being another one, too, if they don't go with Harrison at the top and they decide to go another route and go with T. Higgins instead. Uh, Certainly a a few spots here where Higgins value could really skyrocket. Hold on, John. I'm tr- still trying to process the phrase lands up. Oh, well, um, it's again, when you work with Welsh as much as I do, you know, you're just used to these. We're, yeah. we're collecting them this year. We're going to put a book together for the baseball show <laughs> uh, of Welshisms, and we're going to sell it on Fantasy Pro Shop at the end of the year. That's our plan right now. I'm also a little flummoxed by, uh, you know, the, the East Coast waiting online guy. I'm a Midwest guy, so it's always waiting in line. Oh, we waiting online, online is like you're standing on someone's shoulders or something in Erickson, the line. You say but... online, right? I'm on. I'm waiting online. Do you say like in line? waiting in a line like of people? Yes, of people, you know, like I to say get waiting into... in line. Yeah, you say online, is like, I'm on, w- w- online is on my computer. 
No, I, I say I'm online. I do it's, say that. It's an so East you Coast thing for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It, is. Yeah. it is. All right. All so, right. Joe, with T. Higgins. <laughs> four computers. Maybe four computers. That made sense. <laughs> so there are two or three teams that have the combination of a screaming need at wide receiver and more than $50 million of cap space. And uh, the, the two big ones, I think, are Tennessee and New England, which I, I think would be kind of gross for T. Higgins from a fantasy perspective because neither of those teams have it figured out totally at quarterback yet. And the other, I guess, is dependent on whether Michael Pittman resigns. Indianapolis, they've got mm-hmm. money and they need a wide receiver if Pittman doesn't resign. But, you know, I, I think a lot of people probably think they will figure out a way to make it work and re up with Pittman. So um, Tennessee and New England, too possible destinations for Higgins but I do think you have to worry with Higgins about like the the continuing soft tissue injuries we've seen with him and also the fact that he's never really shown yet I'm not saying he's not capable of it but he's always been part of sort of an ensemble cast and Jamar Chase was the the brighter light Mm -hmm. in the Cincinnati wide receiving core can T Higgins be the alpha receiver like, I think yeah. he's capable of it, but we just haven't seen it yet. I think we all agree that Pittman and the Colts coming back together with a franchise tag probably makes sense. So I don't want to waste too much time there. Ridley and Evans, two veterans, though, that certainly have a lot of appeal. You know, I keep coming back to Kansas City because, again, <laughs> you know, Mike Evans, you know, at this stage in his career, what does he want to do? He wants to latch on somewhere, win another ring, be relevant, right? I mean, if you give... Patrick Mahomes, Mike Evans, I think everybody's happy with that landing spot potentially, and he's been so consistent for so long. Uh, Calvin Ridley certainly had moments last year. I mean, maybe it was some of the rust, but also maybe it was just kind of the MO of the Jacksonville Jaguars last year, where just a lot of things they could not get on track and stay with any sort of consistency. Fitz, those two guys, in your opinion, give me a landing spot prediction for them. Oh, man. Um yeah, for Evans, I am going to say that's the thing. Evans has won a ring. I think Evans might follow the money this time. Like you think I, so? I, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. So whoever, um, you know, if it's Carolina shelling out, I don't think he's going to balk at playing with a a young quarterback, an unproven guy. I, I Evans deserves to get paid mm-hmm. after what he's done. I I don't think he you know necessarily cares about the odds of prolonging his thousand yard streak. Or uh, necessarily winning another ring, we'll see about that. But um, would so, you follow I don't know. the Carolina? I'll... You think you follow the OC to Carolina, who's now the head yeah, coach? I mean, that's that's one possibility for sure. I, for some reason, I can't see it happening with Kansas City. As much as we like a Patrick Mahomes, Mike Evans pairing, Kansas City has always valued speed at wide receiver. And that's Fair. not really Mike Evans' calling card. I could see Kansas City hooking up with Hollywood Brown. Like that to me seems like a, a pairing that we could very well see. Plus, I'm sure Kansas City is going to draft a couple of wide receivers, too. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. Like, it'll be interesting after I, I think we can agree that T. Higgins is going to be the market setter here. Like mm-hmm. he's going to be the Christian Kirk of this wide receiver free agent class. Um, but like Evans isn't going to be too far behind. And I just wonder who's going to who's going to show Evans the bag. <laughs> Erickson, uh, Ridley to me feels like a guy, maybe the Patriots, if they do draft a quarterback, would be a good setup because I don't think it would cost them that much to go after him. could be a very incentive-laden deal, a guy who's still trying to kind of prove himself, but he's a little older, too. That might be a good marriage of events. Um, and then Evans, obviously, you know, uh, maybe he is going for the bag. What do you think about those two guys, Andrew? I think Ridley's going to go back to Jacksonville. I-, I think that he was sorting out the growing pains coming back after missing so much time. And I don't know the exact 
details of the way that his contract works because of like the picks that they were traded and that it's like more because Jacksonville is going to use the franchise tag on Josh Allen for sure. So they do have to sign really to an actual contract. But I mean, given that his like season wasn't this amazing number, like I'm not sure they have to pay a lot for a 29 year old receiver to come back to the team. So I, I think that really, you know, inks back up with the Jacksonville Jaguars. I love the Marquise Brown spot to, to call it to uh, Kansas City. I think that's a really good point that Fitz brought up. I was trying to figure out where Hollywood Brown would go. I was like, well, we already tried to reconnect with Kyler Murray and that didn't work. So I'm like, where are we going to put this guy now? Maybe he ends up going to Tampa Bay. You know, he reunites with Baker Mayfield. They played together. Yeah, they must have played together one year at Oklahoma, I think. I have to so, go back and look at that. I think so, yeah. I think, yeah, they, I think did, they played yeah. at least one year together at Oklahoma. Regardless, they may need a receiver if they lose Mike Evans. And the team that I would say is probably like the dark horse to add one of these marquee guys would be the Jets. As, mm. okay, Aaron Rodgers, who do you want? We got no one besides Garrett Wilson to help last year. I mean, if the Jets are like, hey, like, let's go get Mike Evans. Like, if Aaron Rodgers, I mean, that would be mm. a cool. That like, would be pairing. interesting. Like, if that's what Rodgers wants, we can make that happen. Evans would be interesting. I could also see them maybe taking a shot on a, another, like a Gabe Davis or somebody like that, too. That's another, yeah. that next tier Gabe Davis, Darno Mooney, Curtis Samuel, Odell, and Tyler Boyd. You know, I think really it's Mooney and Davis to really kind of discuss. Like, I'm looking even at a place like Tennessee, you know, with Will Levis, who's got a cannon for an arm. Does a guy like Gabe Davis maybe fit there? Because, you know, the trail on Burke's experiment so far hasn't really <laughs> given us any fruit. <laughs> that's for sure. Erickson, when you look at this grouping here, is there somebody maybe that could land in the right spot that would pique your fantasy interest? I just don't think wherever Gabe Davis goes, I don't think that it's like the classic, like Tiger doesn't change his stripes. Like it's going to be the same <laughs> thing over. It's going to be the boomer bust, big plays disappears for five weeks. We don't see him where Gabe Davis is on the milk carton. <laughs> like, where is he? I don't think his role is really going to change necessarily because he's just a bigger boomer bust guy. And you're taking away Josh Allen. Like what quarterback is he going to get? That's better than Josh Allen. Like yeah. there's not that many of them out there. So Gabe Davis to me is continuing to be a boomer bust. The guy I actually think is the most interesting is actual Darnell is Darnell Mooney. Like I don't think that he's actually a number one, but you know before this that's past a Jets season, guy too. I, I can see him landing there. Before this past season, you know he had been really consistent. You know super high target share, and obviously they brought in DJ Moore that made Darnell Mooney the number two, and then he got he was dealing with injuries and an offense that didn't throw the ball enough. So of course his numbers suffered and. It was unfortunate that he's in a contract here, but I think that whoever signs Darnell Mooney is making a really sharp signing with him. And I think that he's going to vastly outproduce whatever his expectations are because of he's coming off a down year when I think he's a really good player. He has speed. He's another guy that he ended up on the Chiefs. Again, the spotlight will be on Rashi Rice, but I would not be surprised if Darnell Mooney makes some noise in that offense as well. Yeah. Uh, and of course, if you want uh, new tires for your car and you don't want to deal with any tires busting out and you want to get the, the most uh, speed you possibly can out of them, Discount Tire is your go-to. They have exceptional service and you get a 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online at DiscountTire.com. They have a really cool feature called Treadwell, which is an online tire buying guide that gives you transparency on tire performance, as well as personalized recommendations based on your location and driving habits. Discount Tire is also the largest independent tire retailer in the country, so it has the biggest selection of tires and wheels. And here's a pro tip from the experts at Discount Tire. You can prevent wear 
and boost gas mileage by keeping your tires properly inflated. Tire pressure supports the weight of your vehicle and is important to check for safety. So if it's been over a month since you last checked your tire pressure, stop by one of their local stores for a free tire safety air pressure check. Discount tire. Let's get you taken care of. Fitz, Mooney, Davis, any of these other guys interest you? Maybe a landing spot for them? Love Erickson's points about Mooney. Very underrated player. Um, Yeah, I, I think, oh man, Mooney to the Chiefs would be fantastic. Like I would really want Darnell Mooney on my fantasy teams if if that happened because he could be the vertical threat that they need. Uh, Rishi Rice, really terrific rookie season, but he's a catch and run guy, a short area guy. He's not a, a downfield playmaker and they need that and maybe Mooney could be that guy for them. And um, is it Matt Na- Matt Nagy? Matt Nagy was the guy. Yep. The Bears, right? Yep. yep. I'm, just, yes, I'm just trying to like remember in my mind. It's like, wait, this happened, right? Oh, Charlie, Charlie Day is Day's back, back at it, folks. man. There he is. <laughs> oh, there back to the big board. So, and, like that Steve Kornacki uh, guy, too. You're at the big board wearing the khakis and the glasses, putting all the things. I love it. So good. Uh, and I agree end- with... Oh, sorry. No, I was no, just going to go say, ahead. and I agree with Gabe uh, Erickson's take on Gabe Davis. Like, will he ever be able to command a lot of targets? Yeah. And I know he was competing with like peak Stefan Diggs for targets, but I, I just don't think he's ever going to be the alpha type who can be like a major part of a team's passing game, just more of a complimentary lid lifter type. So. Not a very exciting tight end class here for free agency. Hunter Henry, uh, Noah Fant, Dalton Schultz, now Schultz. You know, a couple of years ago, pretty fantasy relevant. But Fitz, any interest in the tight ends here floating around in free agency? Yeah, I mean, Schultz, Schultz has been functional. Uh, the needy teams at, at tight end, Carolina, Cincinnati, which would be a fantastic landing spot for one of these guys. Denver, the Chargers, the Rams, Miami and Seattle. Um I wonder if someone can finally unlock Noah Fant because the Se- Lord knows the Seahawks haven't been able to do it. Super athletic guy. Um, and, and you know, he's shown these little flashes, but Seattle just always wanted to use multiple tight ends and never really made an effort to feature Fant in any way in that passing game. So, um, yeah, I mean, Schultz, good stopgap, pass-catching tight end. I don't know about Hunter Henry. Um, you know, good, good red zone specialist touchdown guy, but I don't know if he's going to be anyone's long-term answer there. So yeah, if you don't, if you don't win the Brock Bowers Derby, not a lot to uh, (laughs) fall back on in this free agent class. Erickson, the free agent tight ends. Any thoughts on these guys? Well, the Patriots don't have a tight end on their roster that's under contract. (laughs) So, so that, so that's interesting. Um, so I think they're going to let Hunter Henry walk, unfortunately, but when you look at the Patriots, again, Van Pelt's coming in. He's going to bring in one of these Browns tight ends. So whether that's Harrison Bryant, Austin Hooper, former guys with the Browns, they played under Van Pelt. Those are going to be your New England Patriots tight ends. Congratulations. So Hunter Henry, I think actually because Pivitz, I know you love Jelani Woods, but is this ever going to happen for Jelani after he missed the entire season with this like mysterious injury that we got like zero updates about the Colts were like deploying a four tight end system last year. And I think that Shane Steichen, if he was actually had his way, he wants to be more like the Eagles where they have Dallas Goddard. And I think Hunter Henry can be that guy for him because he played under Shane Steichen two years in Los Angeles with the chargers. So I think that if they're sick of trying to rely on Jelani Woods to be their guy, to be their Dallas Goddard, I think they can sign Hunter Henry as a red zone threat for Anthony Richardson, give him another weapon. Because again, you have Michael Pittman, who they still need to re-sign, and then it's question marks. It's Josh Downs entering year two. It's 
like like a bunch of other wide receivers. Like when Michael Pittman went down in that game on it was like a Saturday game. Like there were guys I've never even heard of out like catching passes from Gardner Minshew. It's like <laughs> they don't have a lot of depth at pass catcher overall. So if they want Richardson to take that next step in year two, let's give him a big red zone target that already is familiar with the system. So Hunter Henry to or Hunter Henry to the Colts is mm. something that I like potentially to happen. Certainly some interesting pieces, but we want to hear from you. Where do you think some of these free agents are going to land? Drop your comments and your predictions below in the YouTube channel right now. Don't forget to subscribe to Fantasy Pros YouTube and also ring that bell till it goes ding for notifications. You know, every time a piece of content drops here on the channel, we're going to have more free agency content. We have Dynasty content. We're going to have the NFL Draft content and the NFL Draft live again. So lots of stuff going on. Football never sleeps and neither do we. So we're just going to keep pumping out this football for you because we love football and we love you too. That'll do it for us. But the story of the game goes on for Pat Fitzmorris and Charlie Day. I'm Joey P. We'll see you next time. Time, kids. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Pros Fantasy Football Podcast. If you love the show, the best free way to support us is by leaving a positive review on Apple Podcasts at fantasypros.com slash review or on Spotify. Follow us on X, Instagram, and TikTok at Fantasy Pros and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash fantasy pros. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary.